This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. And welcome to Cosmos and the City, the Sex and the City podcast. My name is Megan McKeever, and I'll be your host slash drinking buddy for the next hour or so. So for those of you listening for the very first time, we'll be watching through the entire series of Sex and the City, and each week I'll have a brand new guest to join me. So this week I have an amazing guest for you, Mimi Von Schack, and we'll be watching Season 3, Episode 7, entitled Drama Queens. If you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow. And if you have any other thoughts, opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosandthecity at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you. Hey, are you a student and have you heard of Amazon Prime Student? Okay, so you get fast, free shipping on over 100 million items, you stream thousands of TV shows and movies, and you get exclusive college deals. So students can start their free six-month trial of Amazon Prime by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash prime student. All right, so go check it out. You can cancel anytime, and there's all these college deals and exclusive promotions. This show is brought to you by Boardwalk Audio, and they've got a lot of other awesome podcasts, so head over to boardwalkaudio.com to check them out. And if you like the show and want to support it, the best way to do so is by shopping. Just go to boardwalkaudio.com slash cosmos, click on the Amazon logo to the left and start shopping um so you still have time get some two-day shipping get your halloween costume you know you haven't figured it out yet i know i haven't anyway we'll also put a link in the show notes all right everybody enjoy the show well welcome to cosmos in the city the sex in the city podcast Today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 7, entitled Drama Queens. And today I have the lovely Mimi Von Schack. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. This oh, is so cheers. exciting. Cheers. We're just going to clink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mimi. Hi, Megan. Hi. It's been a minute since we've seen each other. <laughs> yes. Am I allowed to tell how we met? Sure, of course. <laughs> um, we were friends at a, an agent and manager showcase, I believe. That's right, before they all went. Before before <laughs> then. I remember I really threw down the cash on some of those like workshops and showcases and literally like the next week yeah. after like two months of doing them, they're like, technically, like this isn't allowed. Right. <laughs> because now it's like it, it violates some sort of Though there's some companies ter- still yeah. doing them. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing different. But I know. I know. And sometimes people still suggest it to me and I'm like, I think it's technically a gray area. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can say confidently I didn't get represented from that showcase. Oh yeah, me neither. I, I emailed all those people oh, yeah. and nobody responded. Yeah. I'm sure they just give us like trash emails. Mm-hmm. You know? Like a throwaway account. Yeah, basically. totally. Yeah, that's what that felt like. Um, but it was fun to meet you. It was fun and to meet then you. we became the perfect LA Facebook friends, <laughs> just orbiting each other. Um, but I I have 
I had a thought, I was trying to think like, what's my relationship to sex in the city? Yeah. And I had a suppressed memory come back that I'd like to share up top. (laughs) Please go for it. My very, very first boyfriend, like real boyfriend when I was 17, he called me one day and he was like, hey, do you like sex in the city? And I was 17. I'd only ever like seen it on E. Like I didn't, you know, watch it until I was in my (laughs) 20s, like in college. And so I was like... I mean, I guess like I've overheard my mom watching some episodes on E! Like, it's fine. And two days later, he shows up with a Sex in the City t-shirt and shot glass. We were 17. It made no sense for him to give me a shot glass. And so I was trying to think. I was like, I just sort of accepted it as a gift because he was my first boyfriend and I wanted to be cool. So I wasn't like, what the heck is that? (laughs) And then... I actually, now that I've done some recon, I think it was either like a gift given to his mom. Okay. That he was like maybe re-gifting or something, (laughs) but he was also like cheating on me with multiple girls. So it could have been like a gift for another girl and like wires got crossed. I don't know, but inexplicably I kept it for years until I eventually did watch the show. Oh. And if I had it, I would have worn it, but I didn't. Do you still have the shot glass? I think I threw it out at one point, like in my 20s. I looked at it and I was like, why am I holding on to this? (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to get back together. But anyways, that's my that's my big repressed memory. This makes me want to go get a Sex in the City shot glass. Like, why don't I have one? Yeah. Well, I sort of expected you to be like, oh, this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, pull it up from under the table. I think he was just like at the HBO store and just thought, hey. Is there an HBO store? I think for a time there was in New York. I grew up in New York City. Oh. I think maybe there was. And that's where he picked it up. Oh, you're from New York City. I am. Wow. I'm from the fifth character in the show. Yes, <laughs> yes you are. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've i been living here for about four years. Wow. Yeah. Welcome. That. And I think we met, yeah, maybe two ago. So we met in that in that sweet spot where I was like, <laughs> enough with the improv classes. I want my big shot. And then I did that showcase. So... Uh. <laughs> I mean, I still have one more level UCB to finish. Oh, you're in UCB, so I'm Groundlings, so. I know. Just a cuffs, no, I'm I wish <laughs> that I had gone the Groundlings route. You still can. I know. There's just a lot of people time. that literally go through every single one. I know. And, like, that's fine. I just, I know. like, I don't have, I, I went to college and spent money already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much more money can I throw at it? I like it. It's it's character-based comedy. So so I'm a comedian and um and a writer and uh yeah, I, really Groundlings was a way for me to make friends when I moved here and I didn't know anybody. So I was very aggressive for friendship in like my basic class. Like no one was trying to hang afterwards, but I was like, <laughs> desperate to hang. Oh, I didn't have any friends out here, really. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a comedian and I'm a writer and I um, I host a monthly show at the Open Space in West Hollywood. Nice. Called the Variety Hour. And I hear you do bubble arts. We're going to have to have you on to do some bubbles. Oh yeah, I'm totally down. Because like I'm, I'm really interested right now in getting people who aren't even just like comics or, or music performers, even, even though I love them. Like we just had a magician. We had like a burlesque girl. We're going to have another magician. I'm like, I have like a weird thing about magic. So I'm going to keep trying to bring them in. But <laughs> yeah. Now we need a bubble artist. Totally. Because I kind of do like bubble magic in a way. Really? Yeah. I do like smoke bubbles and. Oh my God. Spinning bubbles. and. Okay. Well, now I'm just excited. <laughs> I do. I keep like sort of eyeing all the different bubble things. I'm like, oh. I know. They're all, they're all over the place. That's so cool. All right. Well, let's talk about I'm this episode. I'm so excited to talk about this. My favorite season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So quick recap. Mm-hmm. Episode starts off. Carrie and Aiden, they've been dating for like three weeks. 
And she keeps waking up in the middle of the night very dramatically. So dramatically. So much acting. Yes. <gasps> like, who wakes up like that? And also, what I never understand is, like, her eyes are fully open. Like, it takes me a second to, like, unhook my eye from its lower lid. Totally. When I wake up in the middle of the night, but she's like, oh. I'm like and she's, like, fully. sitting all the way up. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's very. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. And he doesn't stir. Which is what's weirder. <laughs> he's like, just, just a long day of carpentry and he's asleep. I don't know. My boyfriend's like dead to the world. Yeah. Like he sets like 10 alarms. Really? Yeah. Good for him. I don't have that problem. <laughs> oh, no. I Like if my cat just starts like touching something like mm-hmm. on the floor, I'm like, sense what's, it. what's happening? <laughs> you sense it. Also, unlike Carrie, I don't sleep in full makeup and beautiful hair. <laughs> That's our. If there's one difference between us, it's maybe that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just, I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, the whole eye opening thing. Because like when I, I sometimes get started like that mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, but my eyes are still shut. Yeah, but I guess it's a TV show. Yeah, we're suspending reality. <laughs> um. Yeah. So she's like feeling like she forgot something. She just doesn't know what's wrong, mm-hmm. and then she realizes that. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. She's just in a drama-free relationship. Yeah. (sighs) (sighs) And then they go to brunch. Yes, brunch. Which this is, like, sometimes brunch is not, nothing really happens at brunch. Mm -hmm. But this was a pretty... um, It was a productive brunch. Yeah. I was distracted by the fact that Charlotte was eating a bagel with cream cheese, which is something I believe in reality she wouldn't eat. No. And then later in the episode, she eats, like, pound cake. And I'm like, what's going on? You're all so ripped and thin. How are you eating bagels and pound cake? Well, that's kind of throughout the whole series. Like, they're all so skinny and fit. And we and they're always eating McDonald's? Yeah. Always McDonald's. McDonald's. And we do see Miranda work out. Like, she, yes. she's, like, running the she's marathon. Like a, yeah, she, and she has her little running buddy. I feel like we often see her in workout clothes. Yeah. But the other ones... No. Never. Especially, well, it, the only one it really actually stresses me out with is with Carrie. And there were a handful of moments in this episode, too, where she's in something sort of body conscious mm-hmm. or her arms are out. I'm like, girl, how are you just running around <laughs> eating McDonald's <laughs> and not working out constantly? You're so ripped. Yeah. And her arms, like, amazing. Her arms are out of control. Yeah. They're uh, Michelle Obama arms. Yes. They're just like extremely <laughs> defined. Oh, that's right. Uh, Charlotte, though, though, does work out too. Yes. Later. Because she has like her whole running back thing. into running while she's pregnant. And then they power walk sometimes. Sometimes. They do yoga sometimes too. Yes. Yeah. But it's like different for Samantha when she does yoga. It's like a... It's like a sex thing. Yeah. And they all talk during the whole time. Yeah, which is rude. Oh, oh, and there's Charlotte's African dance class, which I think about all the time. (laughs) I'm constantly (laughs) thinking about it. She only does it once, and she brings Carrie, and Carrie talks the whole time, which is so disrespectful. Yeah, and then uh, Miranda takes Carrie to some, like, uh, free-flowy, like, Mm -hmm. goddess class that happened a couple episodes ago. It's before the days of class pass. So they're trying to work out. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So Carrie's just like, you know, not getting the stomach flip. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a sign that she's just not into him. Yeah. Well, if you're constantly thinking about your ex-boyfriend with someone. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you got a figure. Whereas I'm, and this is probably the most controversial thing about me. Okay. I'm aggressively team Aiden. Oh. I'm aggressively team Aiden. 
teammated. And I have lots of reasons for it. I don't like it when people try to bash on Aiden for his terrible shirts and his turquoise jewelry. I can take it in stride. I think he's a good person. (laughs) I think he's the most normal person. I think so too. I mean, he is very down to earth. I wonder where he's from though. Like what his backstory is. Yeah. We don't have a lot of backstory on him. It could be that like there's there's some dark stuff in his Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the episode before last, she's like, why aren't you married? Yeah. Well, because also he's like, he won't sleep with her right away. Yeah. And that's like also somehow held against him. Right. Which I don't understand. Pick a lane, Carrie. I get really, I get really, <laughs> when it comes to Aiden, I get very passionate. Maybe it was a bad idea to have me on this episode. <laughs> um, Miranda is still dating Steve, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, he's just so comfortable and safe, and we just love each other. I also love Steve, weirdly. Yeah. Well, that's. Is it normal to love Steve? Do people love, how do people feel about Steve? I think everyone loves Steve. Well, they do. Okay. Yeah. I'm never sure. Oh, no. People love Steve. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't become a jerk until the movie. Yeah. And it's about, yeah, more or less interested. <laughs> I think people get distracted by his voice sometimes, too. Like the actor's voice. Yeah. it's It feels so opposite of Miranda. And maybe it's like also because I, mean, I, it, I love this like period of time, these episodes when they're together and they're really happy. One, because I think you see Miranda be the happiest the least. I feel like she struggles the most in the series actually. Yeah. Because she is like always sort of overwhelmed. And I'm like, oh, they're just happy and they're together. Well, also, I mean, she's a lawyer like she's she's busy she's got things to do yeah she's got a high stress job she's not just like gallivanting and she's so busy she had to hire a housekeeper yeah for her like this is before she has the baby right i think does she have does magda happen before the yeah magda's already happened i think magda might be my favorite character oh she's great she's such a grounding force (laughs) she really is she's so real yeah, I love Magda. Magda. And then Charlotte has her new book also at yes. this brunch. She presents her book of like, you know, finding a husband. Like get it's, men. Like it's a business. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she says that um, it's like the most untapped is uh, what? Bachelors of Couples. Bachelor Bachelor friends, friends of Couples, of couples. is like the untapped resource. Yes. My, my <laughs> sentences today are like... <laughs> it's also a really weird sentence. Um, it's, this show is all about sort of low-key objectifying men, and that is one of my favorite ways that they do it, is by referring to them as an untapped resource. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I don't really think we hear much from Samantha at that brunch. No. No, and Samantha's storyline in this episode is... I, it's kind of a throwaway. <laughs> totally. It's it's a, definitely a throwaway for her. Um, yeah, so I guess that's that. Uh, and then there's like a little scene where we see Miranda and Steve have their like Netflix and chill night. I love it. And he's like heating up lasagna. Oh, that's what I was oh. about to say. So like his face and voice... They don't match his, his body. body. His body's crazy ripped, and I didn't realize it till this episode. Oh, yeah. He, like, comes out with that lasagna, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Steve. Which is also why I think I'm such a fan of Aiden, because Aiden has hardcore dad bod. Yes. Now. I mean, it goes away. It's At this point, he has it. Yes. But, but this is also my favorite Aiden. He's like a little, he's got a little pooch. 
You don't like heartbroken Aiden? No, not at all. <laughs> when he's in that like sheer shirt when they're opening up the bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that like floral linen white shirt. I think about that shirt all the time. I'm like, that's definitely someone who's going through something wearing that shirt. You're not in a good place and wear that shirt. No. And like his friendship with Steve, like don't get me started. Oh, my kings, my two kings, my favorite. <laughs> um, and yeah, but that lasagna, who made that? Did she make I, it? I have a feeling that Steve made it. Like Steve made it? Yeah, that I makes sense. It's like Italian. <laughs> Is he Italian? I no, he's Jewish. I don't know. He could be both. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's rare, but he could be both. I think, um, but I also think it's very interesting to have, there's obviously the grossest, like, storyline with her doing his laundry in this episode. But it does sort of surprise me that she does the laundry. It feels like sort of anti-Miranda. Yes. Oh, and he's totally Irish because his last name is Brady. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, like, he Irish. Stupid. The Irish can make a good lasagna, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. In New York, yeah. Yeah. It's New York. Everybody's making lasagna. <laughs> Eating ice cream in bed. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to do that. It, like, tonight. honestly, their storyline, if you take out the disgusting stuff that happens with underwear, with the underwear, is an adorable storyline. I'm, like, into it. Yeah, it is really weird that she's doing his laundry. And uh, it doesn't make any sense. And the fact that she, like, loves it, I'm like, you've been brainwashed. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Whereas if anybody, like, if sh- if... Charlotte was doing that. She'd be like, oh, Charlotte, you're doing that. Like, she'd get all her case for it. Yeah. But if she wants to do it, it's like romantic. Come on. It's a double standard. <laughs> it's a double, it's standard. double standard. Well, she's very judgmental. We know that about Miranda. Extremely. Yeah. And I I forget about it. And then if you watch a couple episodes in a row, I feel like there's something like in your brain, you're able to process how extreme some of their personality traits are. Yeah. And like, if I ever watch like more than three episodes in a row, I'm like, back off, Miranda. And also, Samantha... Pick another thing. <laughs> Pick two things. You can have a fully rounded personality. But, but I I'm know. Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes, I love that movie. Yeah. So good. It's perfect. Hi, I'm Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, to explain to my boyfriend who the women are. I was like, what do you, I asked him who he thought he was. And he oh. was like, I don't know what that means. Uh, I was like, okay. He was like, I know that there's four women and one of them is Sarah Jessica Parker. And the other one is the woman who just ran for governor of New York. And I was like, great. That's all we need. (laughs) I was like, you know, Charlotte's like buttoned up and like, I want a husband. And Samantha's like, I date everybody. I did the same (laughs) voice. I was like, that's the only way I can do her. And he was like, oh, yeah, I know that. And then Miranda's like, you got to struggle. And then Carrie's just like puns and like emotions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And together they make one fully rounded woman. It's amazing. It is true. They, they would all make the perfect woman if they were all combined. That's actually, yeah, that's a good point. They would they would be the perfect woman. Which way makes such a good show. Yeah. Different so extreme sides. let's talk about Samantha's storyline. So she's seeing Dr. Mark Raskin, who must be the worst doctor in the world. Yeah, if he's like recreationally taking Viagra. Yeah, what? I also love to, like I was trying to put this in historical context. Like Viagra was such, it was brand new. And right. it was, like, such a punchline. Everybody was talking about it. And, like, I like to imagine the writers being, like, okay, Viagra's a thing. And then they're pitching storylines. And they're, like, oh, if a guy used Viagra with Charlotte, she'd get offended. But Samantha would try to take it. Like, I love that that was where they wanted so extreme. Yeah. But she's, like, shouldn't I take it? And then all of a sudden she's addicted. 
Right. It's literally like the Save by the Bell episode where Jessie <laughs> is on caffeine pills. I love that episode. And she's so excited and she's so scared. It's this it's like the same plot line just condensed into maybe 10 minutes. Not even. Maybe, Not even. Maybe 2 minutes. Yeah. Uh yeah, and and he said like it's not proven to even af- have an effect on women. Yeah, and I'm like, is it just a mental thing though? I think it is. I mean, her whole character is just like I do everything like a man, even take Viagra. Exactly. So it's like <laughs> this thing that was coming out and like at this time is like the men's sex drug. Like, of course she's going to take it because it's like a combination of two of her favorite things. Yeah, I just I just wonder if it's actually affecting her or if it's just she thinks it is. When I first watched this and she took it, I really thought the next shot was going to be her throwing up in a toilet. Did you think that? <laughs> Did you think like maybe like, this was just going to be an episode where she's like, I'm sick and I can't have that dick or like whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like whatever she would say. I don't know. I like that. <laughs> that feels like that's what she would say. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen. I just... Didn't know where they were going with it. A classic Samantha plotline. Poor <laughs> Samantha. <sighs> but I, I was just like surprised that she kept seeing the same guy for so long in this that episode. Too. <laughs> yeah, they were together. Like I think you see them together at least three times, mm-hmm. maybe four, which is crazy. Yeah. Let's crazy. see. So Aiden and Carrie, um, they have a little walk down the street, mm-hmm. uh, having a conversation, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's just like. What is she? She's like, <laughs> what's happening? Uh, I think she's trying to come up with his flaws. She's like, you must have some flaws. Oh, right, right, right. And then, like, she says something kind of mean, and he's like, I'm waiting for an apology. And she's like, yeah, I can be a bitch sometimes. Like, what's your problem? I'm like, relax. Calm down. <laughs> and, like, to be fair, he deserved it. He's in a blue paisley bandana print shirt at this point. Yes. But also, she's in a gold rose choker. So they both deserve it. They but she's, do. like, trying to create... I don't know. Conflict. Yeah. In their relationship. Yeah, and it's just conflict. not there. No, because he doesn't seem to care about anything. No, he's just like. He's extremely relaxed. Give me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> but also, let's not rush it because I take sex seriously. God forbid a man on the show <laughs> takes sex seriously. Uh, but he does end up like asking, even after this stupid conversation, he's like, hey, my parents are coming into town. Do you want to meet them? And she's like, oh, 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 oh. And she freaks out because she'll never be satisfied either way. No. And then meanwhile, we have Charlotte who's like hounding her poor married friends. Oh, right. To be set up at this like very intense one-on-one meal where they're like sharing a booth. And she's really asking like. Yeah, she's got like a notepad out. She's like. It's and she's like, well, I'm gonna get married this year. And I'm like, oh, like who's the lucky guy? Like, I don't know yet. I want to be set up with one of your friends, which is like crazy. I was really trying to watch the face. I don't, I don't know if they ever say her name, but the married female friend. Yeah, I didn't catch it either. I was trying to watch her face, and like she does seem legitimately a little bit stressed. <laughs> She's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas, yeah. you know, what's his face? Dennis. Eyebrows over there. Dennis, who's just <laughs> literally one giant eyebrow. Um, it gets really cagey and it's like a little over the top. And you're like, how could she not see these red flags? Clearly something's going to be up with Phil, the internet guy. Right. Phil. <sighs> Phil, Phil, Phil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All excited. And I definitely, I was watching this and I I felt a little pang of um, embarrassment because there have definitely been times in my life where I've been single and I've really pushed up people to set me up. 
And then I become very obsessed with the person they might set me up with. I mean, yeah, we've all been there. I was like, oh, I think I'm Charlotte. And like, I think I, I've been Charlotte where I've been. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like maybe you could be set up with, you know, my friend, whoever. And I'm like, well, now my future boyfriend, da, da, da. And I like go home and I buy tickets for an event and she has tickets for the opera. Yeah. Which is like the most. Do people do that? Do people just like buy two tickets? Yes. When they don't have another person to go with? That's actually how I went on the first the first date with my boyfriend. Because oh. I had bought two tickets to Muppets at the Hollywood Bowl. And then we happened to like start talking. Oh. I know. And then that was our first date. Wait. So wait, you met there? No, no, no. Like no. I bought two tickets. Okay. And then we, we had met previously, but then we like got reconnected. Okay. And I was like, I actually have two tickets to this thing at the Hollywood Bowl. And then that was our first date. Okay. Okay. Um, which was cool because I paid for our first date. It meant that like out of guilt, he paid for like the next four dates or something. It was, yeah, lovely. It was great. It was perfect. <laughs> and he told me a story, which, oh God, I hope it's okay. I can tell. Otherwise I'll have you cut this part out. <laughs> but he told me once, he was like, the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie came out on Valentine's Day. Yes, I at, remember. At one point. <laughs> you're like, yes, it's written down on my calendar. Um, at one point when he was single, he bought two tickets for the Fifty Shades of Grey movie on Valentine's Day, assuming he would have a girlfriend by then and she would want to go, which is making so many assumptions. It's so many assumptions. Um, and then he went back and he returned them on Valentine's Day. Aww. And the female cashier was like, Oh no. And like thought he had broken up with someone and he was like, no, like I never even met her. And she was like, oh God. And I think like gave him a voucher too. It's like even worse. (laughs) And he told me this and I was like, I don't know if that's the sweetest thing or the creepiest thing. But then I was like, that's what I did on our first date. So it's fine. So it is a thing. I can clarify it as a thing. Yeah. I guess now that you say that, my friend, she buys tickets to concerts. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you want to go, you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> and she's always on Facebook like, who wants to go to this concert? Oh, no. And I'm always the one that's like, I'll, I'll go. go. Yes. <laughs> I've also been that for other friends too. Like that's how I've gone to an Indigo Girls concert. I think it's like I, I just don't have the foresight to buy tickets ahead of time. I know. So if she does it, I'm like, sure, I'll go to that. Yeah, it's a pre-planned thing. Why not? And obviously Charlotte is a pre-planner, so that makes sense. But the opera is very extreme because also she's in a box seat. Yeah. So that's not a cheap ticket. No. But it always seems like these ladies have like connected friends. You it's know true I mean? that, that we never really meet. Yeah. We never get to know them. We never again. get to see the like setup of that friendship. Because if I have a friend who gives me free staff, they're a friend I'm already spending a lot of time with. We've created a foundation in which they feel comfortable <laughs> right. giving me free stuff, but they only seem to spend time together. Oh, also, Charlotte is quite rude at this brunch because she's like, I'm not going to be spending as much time with my dysfunctional single friends. Right. She calls them dysfunctional. And like, they're cool with it because I guess she's just like crazy and they're dealing with it. But I, I, I think that's unfair because, I mean, Carrie... And Miranda, at this point in time, are actually in, in relationships. Relation, like good ones. Yeah. So, and Samantha's never going to be in ones. So like, what difference does it make? Yeah. So really, <sighs> for her to say that is super rude. I think she's just jealous. She's definitely jealous. Yeah. Because she wants probably what Steve and Miranda have. Yeah. Minus Miranda's plot line. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. It's a plot line. I didn't realize that they 
showed it. What? They showed the dirty underwear. Yeah. That's a bummer. They probably didn't show it when you were watching it on E. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't. There were like four episodes that they could play on E. And I know those like the back of my hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those because I mean the episodes are already short to begin with. So then when they go on like TBS or E Even or whatever. They're like truly they're, 20 minutes long. Yeah. If that, really 18. Yeah, with commercials. Because they just cut out Samantha's plot lines most of the time because they're the ones that you can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like the way uh, when Aiden and Carrie are having that stupid conversation, he's like, can't you just go with the flow? And she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, it's not the 70s, which is a reference I don't get. <laughs> I, don't I guess the 70s were just go with the flow. Yeah, everyone was going with the flow then. Yeah. Or she just has to talk about the 70s because she's wearing that weird gold rose choker. I can't wait till we get to the fashion segment. I'm going to rip that outfit to shreds, but also I kind of love it. Um, Let's see. Skid marks. Yeah. Oh, God. Can we talk about it? Oh, God in heaven. <laughs> And poor Miranda, I was like putting this in context. Her last episode was about having chlamydia. And then this, I'm just imagining poor Cynthia Nixon getting like a batch of scripts. And it's like, oh, great. I go from having chlamydia and having to like source it to then having to deal with someone's extremely dirty underwear. But if we're talking about people who get like shitty things happen to them, I think. Literally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Charlotte gets the brunt of it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like yeah. physically, like bad things happen to her. Yeah, she does. She's She has a tough, she's had a tough go with it. Yeah. Like in the movie, she like shits herself. <laughs> like she literally poops her pants. And it's so hard because I don't know if Kristen Davis had a lot of big movie roles. I think that might be her biggest movie role. Um, I mean, it's definitely her biggest character. She was in some other movies. Oh, yeah. I guess she's in Couples Retreat. And, yes, Couples mm-hmm. Retreat. But, like, when I think about her in movies, I think about the Sex and the City movie, and then I think of Poughkeepsie. Yes. So good. Infamous joke. <laughs> A classic. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. And they talk about, you know, is Miranda, is it is she getting confused with falling into a rut with intimacy? Mm-hmm. Which I think is interesting. Because I think they're kind of one and the same sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is... It is sort of a weird thing when you start to date someone and you're just so comfortable. Too you comfortable. Wonder like, you wonder like, yeah, am I, have I ruined the romance for myself a little bit by letting myself be so relaxed? Yeah. I definitely have in my relationship. Yeah. You just get too relaxed. <laughs> yeah. No, we just like, I sing, the thrill is gone. <laughs> <laughs> like I made up a song for it. How long have you been together? Four years. Oh, wow. That's a long, that's an entire yeah. um, college degree. <laughs> yes. So the thrill might actually be gone. Oh, yeah. It's really, really gone. Where <laughs> <laughs> it's just starting up because uh, maybe there'll be like a second act. I mean, yeah. Because right now, well, there will be, hopefully, because right now we're just boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it progresses. I hope he listens to this and gets anxious. Uh, uh. The second act <laughs> needs to start soon, like in January of next year. Wow, you're you're don't be too specific. <laughs> Just book a date and wait for him to follow up. Um, <laughs> oh, another thing that gave me a little bit of anxiety is that she asked to have a little more distance between her and Aiden, like to not be so available. Oh yeah, to her, which is actually something I did when I started dating my boyfriend. Mm. 
Mm. In like the second, like the second month of our relationship, I remember like writing in my journal, like I'm going, I'm going to call him less. Like I'm going to text him less, less because I wanted that like good anxiety of when you start to date someone and you get excited every time you see their name pop up. I wanted to prolong that. Yeah. Because also it felt familiar because I wasn't used to being in a like good normal relationship with um, a happy adjusted person. So I was kind of doing the same thing. Like your body gets trained to stress and that's, I feel like that's a legitimate thing. It's certainly a legitimate thing in Carrie's storylines. I think it actually would have been a good thing for them to do that. I think she just presented it in a wrong way. She's not a good communicator. No. For someone who's a writer, she she really has – and I think that's sometimes what frustrates me when I watch these episodes in a row. I'm like, oh, you're really not good at communicating your feelings. Like no. you – you really pull some high school girl moves in terms of like, like it's, she's very much a, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. crazy though, because I mean, how long did they wait to have sex? Like two weeks? If even that. So no, cause they dated for a week and a half. Oh yeah. I guess maybe, I guess it's like the only time you get is like 10 days and then there's at least one more date after that. But in the beginning of this episode, it says they've been dating for three weeks. So literally, they've probably only been having sex for maybe a week. Yeah. And it's just like, you're already... Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's too fine. After three weeks. After but just one a, week of Give it doing a month. It. Give it two months. Yeah. It's just... She's insane. <laughs> uh, also, like, she realizes that she's acting like big... Mm-hmm. And Aiden's acting like she wanted Big to act. I think that's something that a lot of women do in relationships. They overcorrect. Mm-hmm. Like the next boyfriend is so the opposite of the last boyfriend. Yes. She definitely overcorrected. Which is certainly what case. I've done where I've like dated guys who are really, you know, kind of womanizing. And then I date a gay guy after it. That really counters it. <laughs> really. <laughs> I don't know about it till after the fact, but it does counter it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it feels like an overcorrection dating someone like Aiden, who is like, in terms of what he, even like his career, everything is a lot more grounded Yeah, with him. Whereas with Mr. Big, it's all like jazzy New York. Like I was reading a character description of Mr. Big because I was like, I want to see, you know, sort of, because to me, he's just like the handsome guy in the suit. Like, I don't have a lot of nuanced feelings about Mr. Big. And someone was like, he's known for his love of jazz and cigars. And he's like an aficionado of both. I was like, yeah, he's like a jazzy, old timey New York kind of bad guy a little bit. Yeah. Whereas Aiden's like, you know, a camp counselor <laughs> in comparison. It's an overcorrection. Let's see. So the big question of the episode is, do we need drama to make a relationship work? I think in Carrie's case, she does. <laughs> yeah. She does. I think she kind of thrives on it. And it's also because it's what fuels her work. Mm-hmm. And I think they're all very interconnected. Yeah, because at some point, I forget when, but maybe it's when she's dating Aiden. But it's like she gets to a point where she... Has nothing to write about. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> things are too good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Charlotte is crazy. She's calling um, and calling eyebrows, trying to follow up about Phil. Yeah. He never calls back. 
And I guess nobody has cell phones yet. And she has a cell phone because she's like talking to him. Or maybe he doesn't have a cell phone. I don't phone. think he has a cell phone or he does. she doesn't have the number. Her cell phone is so small. It's <laughs> giving me anxiety <laughs> watching it, getting all those little baguette bags. So let's talk about what happens at the opera. <sighs> well, first of all, Carrie wears a very inappropriate outfit, which I happen to love. Um, <laughs> she's staring across that very fancy booth. Yeah. And then another fancy booth. Big and Natasha. Big and Natasha. And, um, and of course, Natasha is in all white. So virginal. Yes. Great classic virgin whore situation, <laughs> which is actually a really nice follow-up to the previous episode, Are We Sluts? Right. Like, I think the juxtaposition of these two together is so interesting. I was thinking about that on the drive over. I was like, what a crazy character turn from like, I have chlamydia. Have I had sex with too many people too? Is now my relationship too boring? Yeah. <laughs> Which is so interesting. It's like in terms of struggling with femininity, good God, are these two episodes, the two extremes. Yeah. Back to back. Mm-hmm. That's why the show is so good. It keeps you on your toes. It really does. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I think it's insane that they saw each other across the auditorium. It's <laughs> crazy and they're both in boxes yeah they have too much money and she lives in a studio come on and they're both just like looking around Mm -hmm. checking out people yeah um and she dramatically has to to leave run off in that fabulous beaded dress that's just like click clacking the whole way i feel like also this episode is all about showing that her and mr big are kind of the same yeah and them seeing each other that way is like, oh, yeah, they both are sort of, I don't know. I'm going to take a big swing. Very narcissistic. Uh, and yeah. I only want to care about being seen <laughs> and seeing. And that's exactly what they're doing. Well, he follows her. I mean, I believe that he would have called up to her. I don't think he would have stopped. It is weird that he just sort of stops there and there's no follow-up. Yeah, because it's it's just not time yet, but but it will be soon. It will be soon. Those two crazy kids. <laughs> but yeah, I I think he would have kept going. Oh yeah, he would have caught up to her in that little inappropriate dress for sure. He would have. Oh yeah. Let's see. Twenty year old Natasha next to him. Um, we talked about being less available. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah. So Samantha. Samantha's taking her Viagra and singing and just going crazy. She loves it. She loves it. And this is the first um, episode in her new apartment in the appropriately named meatpacking district. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It's never addressed. We never see shots of her unpacking boxes. Well, she probably didn't do it. She probably hired people to do it. She also has these very late nights, but also has a demanding job. I guess her job as a PR person is mostly at night anyways. Yeah. No, I was thinking about this um, because in the next season or whatever, I mean, she I mean, she gets a job with Richard Wright, mm-hmm. like doing PR for like five hotels. And I'm just like, wow. You're really busy. Yeah. How She's are got you a lot going on. able to like have brunch all the time? How is Miranda able to have brunch I all the time? I think about Miranda having brunch. Every single time I watch it, I'm like, don't. But but then I'm like, are they maybe not actually having brunch? Are they maybe having like breakfast at like 8 a.m.? 
But I, then how is Samantha making it there because she has these late nights? I think it's got to be during a weekend. And, and also, it seems like they see each other every day. Mm-hmm. But I have to imagine that they they can really only see each other maybe like twice a month, right? Yeah. <laughs> With all those schedules. Yeah. It makes no sense. No, but they it, it seems like they see each other every day. Yeah, well, they're definitely... I also wonder a lot, too, about like the specific two-person relationships. Mm. Like, we don't really get a lot of Samantha-Charlotte scenes. Are they just friends because they're in the group? No, there's some. Later on. Yeah, you see their relationship kind of develop. I mean, because they have the episode where Samantha sleeps with her brother. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, God. So that's a scene. And then um, later when... They're getting uh, Charlotte gets married to Trey. Oh right, she's sort of a bigger part of that. Yeah. Oh, I, that's why I'm excited to get to the end of this. Okay, episode. I just got All excited. Right. Sorry. We'll make our way. We'll make our way. Um, so let's see. We talked about that of uh, Stephen Miranda. I mean, Miranda gets over skid marks, and then they have sex Weird, on the washer machine weirdly quickly. Yeah, she like, like brings it up to Carrie once, and then is like, "Okay, this is it. I'm yeah. over it." Yeah. The lasagna is too good. <laughs> too good. We don't need plates. Let's so eat God. it out of the. Yeah, it's just us. It's just us. <laughs> I'm gonna. And she was like in her bra too. Like he's like got a shirt off. She's in her bra. Let's They're eat lasagna. So relaxed. I love it. Um. Oh yeah. So let's talk about it. So Charlotte shows up to meet Phil, mm-hmm. but it's Dennis. It's Dennis. They're at a bar where it seems to be exclusively men, all <laughs> drinking out of like brightly colored glasses that are like lime green and like electric orange. And she's like, Are you Phil? Are you Phil? Are you Phil? I could be. <laughs> oh, God. Which makes no sense. Like, he wouldn't give her some identifying, I don't know. But it's right. because he wants to have an affair with her because he somehow realized in the last week that he's in love with her. And then she slaps him and he's like, you're such a spark plug, <laughs> which is great. A classic line. <laughs> That's what I love about you. Such a spark plug. Such a spark plug. And then she like stumbles out and stumbles out in front of a cab, but falls on perfect timing. The cab stops. Who gets out? But one mister. Trey. McDougal. McDougal. <laughs> Trey McDougal. McDougal. Um, I also noticed something that I'm really excited that I noticed. And oh. I could be wrong. Okay. But the shoes she's wearing when she falls are the shoes that the creepy guy gives to her at the shoe store. Is it? I'm 90% sure. They're white and strappy and they have a black weird heel. Ooh. Which are those shoes. So I, it doesn't mean anything. It's just I'm excited that Patricia Field decided to <laughs> bring them back. Put her in those shoes that after that like guy. some mild sex work, they're what she's wearing when she needs her knight in shining armor. Trey, Trey McDougal. McDougal. Yeah, I love it. That's so crazy. And I do. I, I there's so much chemistry there. Well, he's just so freaking handsome. Yeah, it's insane, and he, he's not even my type of guy but like especially in this scene it's like kind of overwhelming yeah but it's just you can just see the chemistry between them like they're just like 
hi, hi, <laughs> and she it's giggles. Like, and... Wouldn't you just love to meet someone that way? I mean, not falling and hurting yourself and almost dying, but like in a very extreme. Well, that's the whole theme of the episode is drama. drama. So it's a dramatic way. And she couldn't get this call back from um, Dennis. Right. I refuse to learn his name. And at the same time, Carrie's not getting any callbacks either from Aiden. He gave her too much space. Right. And she's like stressed and calling him because after seeing Big, she realizes like what I do have is good. Also, I got my injection of drama from Big. Yes. So like that quota is filled. I'm ready to go back to like sweet, happy, cuddle land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So she decides to show up at Madness. the parent breakfast. Madness. And we never see his parents' faces, but we have we to. We kind of see the dad a little. We have to imagine they're not happy about or just randomly turning up. I also think it's such. This bothers me because I think it puts Aiden in a very difficult position. Which he handles beautifully because he's my guy. But <laughs> I think it puts him in a very weird position where he's already told his parents that she's not coming. And then all of a sudden she walks in. Like well, that, it depends on what he told them, right? Like, oh, she enjoyable. had to work or for any of them. Yeah. I think about it a lot. Also, I also love her outfit that she shows up in. Didn't, it, didn't that breakfast place look like dancing Zorbas from... My big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> it did look very dinery. Yeah. And I was like, your parents flew all this way from what we assume has to be the American, you know, Great West because of all the turquoise jewelry and leather <laughs> pants. They had to have flown in from like Albuquerque or Phoenix. I don't think we ever know, but they're definitely coming from like Red Rock Canyon area. Yeah, that's a that's a fair assumption because they fly in. So it's not like they live nearby. Yeah. And he says they have to crash, so we know that there there's some jet lag. It's been a long flight, and he loves turquoise jewelry. Loves These are it. the things we know. <laughs> the things we know about Aiden. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and Samantha, um, she breaks up with that guy. He writes her a prescription, and then we so unethical. And I guess yeah, so unethical. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I guess eventually she she breaks the addiction. We never hear about it again we never hear her going through withdrawals or or maybe this whole time she's just been a viagra addict and we just never knew yeah that can honestly be the motivation for her for the next three seasons and like only kim control knows about it it's like an actor's secret yeah that we don't get to know about i never will cute guy though the doctor was cute he was he was a good looking guy I don't believe that he was a doctor. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. He was very attractive. Yeah, he's he's great looking. Yeah. He's like insanely good looking. To me, he's more attractive than like the first season underwear model. Uh yes. Like to, like he just has like a little bit more to offer, like in terms of like broad shoulders. That good looking dude. First season model actor was I mean, why? Also, it, he apparently is from Iowa. He's like, I just want to go back to Iowa. But he says with this like weird accent. So I was like, he must be, you know, not born and raised in America. And then I Googled him and the actor's from New York City. 
<laughs> so I just think it's a put-on accent, which serves no purpose. And he wanted to be a cop and have a family. Oh, poor him. And now he's forced making tons of money modeling. I know. What a life. Hey, everyone. There's more Cosmos on the way. But first, a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. All right, so that does it for our episode recap. Now let's get into some segments. So let's do it. I mean, he was in this episode. First up, good big, bad big. Good big, bad big. I'm going to say bad big. (laughs) Here's why. Go for it. You're in expensive box seats at the opera. Mm Mm-hmm. Your wife, they're married at this point, right? Oh, yeah. Your wife, okay. Your wife dressed to the nines, clearly emotionally invested in Aida. <laughs> Put down the damn opera glasses and be present. That's what I think. Yeah. Don't run after another woman. And if you're going to run, commit. <laughs> commit. Break a sweat. Get down those stairs. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Pick a lane. Yeah. I agree. He's also addicted to trauma. So he loves it. And they both love it. All right. So bad big. It's definitely a bad big. All right. Next, let's choose our hottie of the week. Hottie of the week. Oh, you know who it is for me. What if it was a random person? What if I was like secretly? I think Dennis is gorgeous. Um, well, yeah. let's go through our options. We have we have a lot of options in this episode. Actually, we do. Um, we have uh, Steve, Steve, Loki, Fave. Um, I mean, Big's here. Big is here. I think Big is in the running. Um, Doctor Mark Raskin, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dennis, Dennis, and guy and- who turns around <laughs> at the bar and says, "I could be Phil." Yes. <laughs> The elusive Phil. We yeah. never knew what he looked like. We'll never know Phil. Uh, and then Aiden Shaw. And Trey. Oh, and Trey. Oh, my God. And we have Trey McDougal. Yes. Oh, God. It's a toughie. It's a lot of hotties. Yeah. It's crazy. All of right now, a lot. all the main men are in this episode. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is This is a lot of heavy hitters. Yeah. Who is it for you? If we're going on actions and looks, I mean, it's Aiden. But I want to be very clear about what Aiden it is. It is the Aiden when he comes out. It's not the Aiden in the bandana shirt. I can't get down with him. Even though he offers to buy her a donut, and that's my love language. (laughs) It can't be that Aiden. Um, I think it's Aiden when he comes out of the diner. And he's got that backwards hat on and the, like, plaid shirt. Okay, we'll we'll talk about it. Outfit in a second. And also, he's just so accepting in that moment. He's so accepting of her craziness. And it would be a good opportunity for him to give her a hard time when he doesn't. And that is very sexy to me. I have to agree. Uh, I think Aiden is my hottie of the week as well. Because I think it's very important for your boyfriend to accept your craziness. Yeah. And there's that moment. Like, that's how I knew that Terrence was the one for me. Because, like, in the first week we were dating, like, I was driving and I had, like, crazy road rage. And, like, <laughs> I was, like, you know, after I did it, uh, I was, like, oh, crap. He doesn't know this yet. He He's doesn't know this the side. Ugly yeah. side, yeah. Um, and I kind of look over and he was just, like, it's normal. It's fine. Yeah. I was, like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, that is sort of the sexiest thing about a person is their acceptance of you. 
and like the way they see you, like that can be the sexiest thing. Yeah. It's just someone being like, you know, I see all those sides and you're still wonderful to me. That's mm-hmm. like the hottest thing. I cry constantly. And at this point, my boyfriend doesn't even look over it. It's like, it's a, it's a non-event. <laughs> like if we're in a movie and I'm like truly weeping or whatever, he's like, all right, like, where are you at with popcorn? Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's not a big deal to him. And that is like a very attractive thing to me. Yeah. So hottie of the week, Aiden Shaw. Aiden Shaw all day. <laughs> um, Let's see. All right. Let's discuss some crimes of fashion oh. with our next segment, Who Wore What Why? What? Why? Where to begin? Where to begin? There's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of things happening. Um, I think we need to have an honest conversation about what's happening when they're having when Aiden and Carrie are walking down the street, and she's in that purple number. Yeah, and he's in the bandana shirt. I mean, very eclectic outfits for both of them. I feel like she's sort of doing a Jenny from the block thing with this like gold lame choker with a giant rose in it. And then also like a gold sort of like coin belt, which comes back even later in the, there's two different gold coin belts in this episode, which is craziness. Where does she have room for all this? Where are they going? And then it's like a purple, two shades of purple striped three quarter length shirt, which I actually like. Yeah. But then, like, a very mismatched Dior saddlebag. And I counted. There are four Dior saddlebags <laughs> in this episode. And they're all, like, they just brought them back literally this fall. Because um, I Googled it because I was, like, I'm sort of curious to see if that's, like, a standard thing. Like, or if it's just something I recognize from the show. And they just brought them back. And now, in 2018, they're, like, an average of $4,000, which is probably what they were in 2000 three or four, whenever this was. And she has four different crazy print ones. Yeah. I need to know how much she gets paid per article. (laughs) That's a crazy amount. And then he's in this bandana shirt. It's like bright blue, (laughs) a royal blue. Probably has the jewelry to match it. He does. And that Instagram account, every outfit on Sex in the City, kind of tore him apart for this. And I'd like to read a selection if Go that's for it. okay. It's from the perspective of Carrie. As I stared at Aiden's unironic, open ceremony esque bandana shirt, I couldn't help but wonder could you inherit your boyfriend's tragic sense of style? <laughs> Here I was in the middle of the West Village in an ill-fitting ruched top and khakis. Oh, my God, she's in khakis. I didn't even realize. How did I fall so far down the sartorial rabbit hole? Some people say that love is temporary madness, but can it also cause you to commit crimes against fashion? Which is literally what we're talking about. (laughs) Um, He has, like, multiple necklaces on. Yeah. It's not great. It's weird to me. I mean, it's fine. But when guys, like, really accessorize... And he loves a good accessory. Yeah. It's just like, they, you know, they got up in the morning and they like thoughtfully put on all yeah. that stuff. And that's just, I mean, it's fine, but it's I weird don't know how I feel about it. Like, in, my boyfriend doesn't really wear any jewelry. No. To my knowledge. Mine I don't either. know. Maybe he's secretly, you know, wearing statement necklaces when he goes out with his friends. But he will sometimes wear like a pin. 
you know, like sort of a clever pin. Oh. One of his friends makes them and they're really cute and they, they always look really nice. He sort of, you know, wears them on the pocket of his shirt. But whenever he wears one, all I can think about is the same thing you just said. I'm like, what was the decision making process? <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? What was it like putting that together? How did you decide this one? Because I normally don't have to think about that because I'm like, well, I know the decision. You like put on a sweatshirt and you put on a pair of shorts. I know all the decisions about that. I'm like, you really had to think about it. Yeah. And I just think about Aiden layering all those <laughs> rings. It's so many rings, which can't be convenient when he's doing all that woodworking. Right. And then multiple necklaces. <laughs> you really can't wear any of that while woodworking. No, I think you need a, a naked hand. Yeah. Because you, because it would get caught on stuff. Yeah. It doesn't seem safe. No. Which is a concern of mine. His safety is paramount to me, so. <laughs> I, I can't stop thinking about that. And then she wears an outfit that I actually really like, as I said, at the opera. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like, you know, kind of a beaded a beaded number. I think what Charlotte is wearing in the opera scene, though, is criminal. It's so cliche. It's so cliche. It's as if she's like a little girl pretending to go to the opera. Yes. It's like a real basic black dress and this giant, and I, while I appreciate that it's fake, it's just a giant, obviously fake white fur stole and then her hair is very much like 1999 prom. Yeah. A tight bun. Well, of I think curls. it is 1999. It's like the year 2000 yeah, or maybe something like yeah. this in this episode. It, this is a, well, it's season three, so it would have to be pretty early, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 2000. But it's like a prom hairdo. And then she pulls out her purse, and you're like, well, the purse will redeem it. And it's like silver glitter yeah. clutch. <laughs> and I'm like, when is the limo coming to take you <laughs> to the under the sea dance? It's so crazy. It doesn't match any of her other style. Whereas otherwise, like I think the little glimpses of her outfits that you see in this are actually really good. Yeah. Like really nice sort of classic Charlotte, whatever. And Samantha, we barely see her in clothes. So Yeah, in this episode, definitely. She's basically in nothing. Uh and Miranda, I don't know. I think everything Miranda wears in this one is sort of like a forgettable skirt suit. <laughs> There's nothing to write home about. I also happen to think this is a very important episode for fashion. And I'll tell you why. I think it's a perfect episode for her like hallmark looks. Every outfit has some sort of floral or big rose. Mm-hmm. She has the Carrie gold hoop earrings on. And she also has like extremely, a couple like, hyper, hyper to the moment trends going on. She's like in white tank tops or like a white, like, you know, I hate that this is what they're called, but like wife beaters and like a rib tank yeah. top. She's in a bunch of those. She's got all these different saddlebags, which were like very, very hot, very cool. <laughs> and like, I think this is also peak Carrie hair. Oh yeah, I love her hair. This is a great season for her hair. Totally. She's figured it out. It's perfect. It's the right amount. But I think these are also like the most true to the time outfits. Like these aren't that edgy. Yeah, I agree. She's playing it safe. All right. Well, up next, let's discuss some wordplay with pun of the week. Pun of the week. Was there a pun in this episode? I don't know. I didn't write any down. I didn't catch any. I'm sure there were but I did none stuck out to me. I'm sure there was one in the scene where they're talking about Steve's underwear. 
There had to be one there. Oh, I think I know what it was. Sorry, I just overreacted. Oh. Um, I well, it's not really a pun. It's a word. It's a little wordplay. That's fine. Samantha and the Viagra. She's like, do you really need the pill before her thirty second addiction? Yeah, and he was like. No, I mean, I just take it recreationally because it's fun. And she was like, well, what does it do? And he was like, it makes me a rocket ship. And I like bust through your solar system or something like so barf. And then like later on when she is also taking it, Carrie, like her narration is like, and Samantha became the first woman to land on the moon or like something like that. Which is kind of a, it's like punny-ish. Yeah. If I could remember the exact wording, then maybe it would be. But there's some pun element to that. Yeah, there's there's good writing. I mean, good in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the rocket ship straight through your solar system. I mean, that's like solar system. There's probably something there. Like straight through your soul, right? Solar. That's a pun, isn't it? I don't know, if, it, but was it meant that way? I think it might have been. Yeah, then yeah. I don't know. It's a simile for sure. There you go. <laughs> it's a metaphor. It's a couple things. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I'm not great. I'll be honest with you. I, I watched that that plot line, you know, with the least amount of gusto. Yeah, I did. Like I've seen the episode a million times, and it was the first time I caught that he was a doctor because mm-hmm. it <laughs> happened so fast. All of their scenes happen. So fast. It was such a light work week for Kim Cattrall. Because the way he abused the Viagra, I, I never thought that he was yeah, a doctor. You and would make that assumption. Watching it today, it was like, Dr. Mark Raskin. I was like, what? The hell? I was, it's crazy. It's a crazy plot line. And I have a feeling there might be a pun hidden in like her meeting Trey. Oh, yeah. Uh, can't think <laughs> I wasn't watching for puns. Yeah, I guess I was. I honestly either. was watching just to see when more gold chain belts would come out. And <laughs> I got what I watched more. All right. Well, finally, we've arrived. You're such a. You're such a. So now, which of the main four characters did you most identify with in this episode? Oh, that's a. It's a toughie. I feel like at different times I've been all of them except for Samantha. I don't think I've ever, <laughs> to my knowledge, abused a men's erectile dysfunction drug. Though I'm only 27, <laughs> a lot remains to be seen. Um, no. <laughs> uh, I think I'm actually most identified with Charlotte. Ooh. Because I understand that laser focus of wanting to meet someone to the point where it's like, mind-numbing and obsessive and I think certainly probably the summer before last that was my mindset I was like I gotta meet somebody I got a lot of dates in me I gotta get out um and you were successful I was successful I did end up dating someone and then like was able to tell him how he's an accepting enough person that I was able to tell him (laughs) how aggressively I was looking to be with someone so probably yeah so you're such a Charlotte. Oh, what a relief. <laughs> I'm such a Charlotte. Who do you think you are? Um, Who do you identify with here? I think in this episode, I'm a Carrie. Interesting. 
Because I think I like drama in my relationships. Because it's just, I get bored if there's not. And um, I've definitely been with an Aiden before. Mm -hmm. And I loved him. He was great. He was perfect. He's a good guy. He probably would have married me um, if I'd let him get to that point of asking. (laughs) Um, But it just, I just, he didn't give me the stomach flip. Yeah. And I think I need that. And you can get that, I think, from people who aren't narcissists like Mr. Big for sure. Right. I think it's like splitting the difference or something. Yeah. You can be in a relationship with someone that challenges you in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I have now. Yeah. Like me and Terrence fight all the time. <laughs> he hates it when I talk about <laughs> our relationship on this podcast. But it, but it, but we fight in a fun, healthy way, right? You know, like we just challenge each other, and yeah. it makes it interesting. And and we love each other, and you know, and, and it's not boring. And it, he makes me not want to go, you know, cheat with an ex boyfriend, <laughs> not go to the opera and make eyes, <laughs> right? Exactly. Someone. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm a Carrie. Oh, you're such a Carrie. I love the drama. I think it's, it's like, I think also maybe because of TV shows and movies like this, I think it definitely kind of hardwires the brain a little bit to be like, that's what, you know, makes for a good relationship. It's kind of like a chicken or an egg thing. Like, is it because that's who we are or is it because that's like what we see as being, you know what I mean? And the same way with like romantic comedies. Like I was very disappointed when I got into my late teens and early twenties and started dating to see that men actually don't make romantic gestures a lot of the time. Sometimes they do, but generally they don't. Um, You know, that there weren't all of the fun hijinks of a rom-com. No. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. There wasn't the, do you feel like you most, consistently identify with Carrie? Who do you feel like you most consistently identify with? Ooh, um, well, I would say probably Miranda and Carrie. Interesting. Yeah. I guess I'm a hybrid. Of the two. Yeah. Because I, I, I can be a little selfish like Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can also be very judgmental like Miranda. <laughs> I, I mean, everybody can be. Everybody's got a little Miranda going on. Yeah. Did you watch the show during like formative years? Were you like in your teens watching it? Um, I I watched some on HBO, yeah, when it was on. But I really didn't get into it until like college. That's when it all. Yeah. I yeah. think I watched the last episode live. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And it's crazy to me because I, um, so Mr. Big's, Real name is John. Mm-hmm. And like I knew it already. <laughs> <laughs> you felt that connected to it? Yeah. Like I knew his name was John. Really? I knew it because I had dated Johns and I knew yeah, he, he was a, like John. a John. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Double meaning. So when it popped up on her phone, I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> of course it is. It's like John Preston, right? John something Preston? John, was it John? Not John J. Preston, but John something. I think it is John. Is, is it, it John, John J? Jay? Mm, John J. Preston the third or something. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah. Does it ever bother you that you don't know much about their parents? 
Yeah, and this actually comes up on the podcast a lot. Oh, really? Their parents. And, and well, so I've been kind of watching ahead, obviously. I'm just always watching it. Yeah. Um, speaking of parents, I watched the episode where Charlotte gets married to Trey. And there's a shot of, like, I mean, this man is walking her down the aisle. And I'm like, that's got to be your dad. It has to be her dad. And we never hear about her dad. We never hear about any of their parents. No, we, well, Miranda's mother dies. Yeah. I think we, so we never meet her. Uh, we hear about, like, Carrie's dad at some point, like, left, you know, when she was little. And, and that's, like, the and plot mom. of the Carrie, Carrie Diaries, right? Well, the Carrie Diaries, they flip it. So it's actually the mom died. Oh, okay. And the dad raised her. Oh, boy. But but that but that doesn't make any sense because if her dad left when she was little, that would mean that she'd probably be very close to her mother. Yeah. But she's I, non-existent. That's always sort of been the thing that's kept me from like fully connecting with the show is because I feel like the relationships you have with your parents so set you up for the relationships you have mm-hmm. romantically as an adult. Like, for better or for worse. Do you know what I mean? I, I do feel like it's such a big part of what we seek out and what we see our parents do, like, defines right. that. And it always feels like this missing link to me where I'm like, it would be so interesting to know more about... Like, and she says something weird in the episode before this where she's like, well, where I come... Or no, she says it in this episode. She's like, where I come from, meeting the parents is a big deal. And I'm like, but, but what... Like, context. Like, more about that. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that... And I think I thought that was going to be, like, covered in the movies, too, and then it never was. No. I mean, we meet Mr. Big's mother. Well, really, the only parent that we really get to know is actually Steve's mom. Or Bunny. Bunny McDougal. Oh, oh yes. That's right. Yeah. Bunny. And in this episode, Miranda says she never wants to meet Steve's mom. She's like, I don't want to meet her. Right. But But she does. She does. (laughs) Cool. All right. I think we did it. I think we did it. I think that was Drama Queens. Yes, it was. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. And letting me stand Aiden so hard. Uh, yeah, I love Aiden. I, re- I really lobbied for him on this podcast. And I actually don't think I needed to, but I <laughs> thank you for letting me do that. Of course. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, that's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I also want to thank a few people that make the show possible. John Fredette for the music. You can check him out at johnfredette.com. Our amazing guest, Mimi Von Schack. Terrence Deutsch, producer, and everyone over at Boardwalk Audio. Again, if you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please go like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow and blossom. And if you have any other thoughts, opinions, ideas, whatever, you can email us at cosmosandthecity at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from each and every one of you. All All right, well, we'll catch you next week. Cheers. This 
has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.